this is Kat, one of the hosts of the We Rise podcast, and I'm here with Nikki. Hello, Nikki Trabascio, co-host, co-producer, co-conspirator of We Rise. And Bobby. Bobby Kendrick. I'm here. We're here. And we're at a rehearsal for... A letter to my ex. A letter to my ex. The musical. The musical. Mm. So, and Bobby's the assistant director. I sure so am. So, I don't know that much about the musical. What can you tell us about it? That is a great question. It's about stages of going through a breakup. We get to witness um, the lead character in love and see what that's like for her to be sharing love and intimacy with her partner. And she cheats. And then we get to see the, the fallout after her cheating and it's also a journey of self-love and yeah witnessing her loving herself her inner child her or her many inner children during the process and who's involved in the production like how did it how it because this is really unique i think it's uh, almost entirely women of color and maybe a, a lot of queer women of color yes and like it got funded and it's going to be at mills college this is kind of a big deal it is a very big deal so b is from dc um and b Steadwell has had shows out here but hasn't really had the space to create a full community here so i kind of spearheaded the auditions these are folks that i've known from community college that I've also done productions here in the Bay Area and then as far as funding goes Ken Folks who runs the Queer Trans Open Mic every Tuesday which is a black and brown centered space linked up with Mills College Black Student Union so we're having this is a fundraiser for them but they have also provided the space and the funding is gonna come from ticket sales that's so. amazing Nikki, you've been involved as a choreographer. Yes, I'm just or support. Something. Yes, executive eyeballs. Executive eyeballs, supporter on choreography. Hurting and I need to like, I can't reach it. Kind of feeling. It looks really good. Yeah. So I'm the gonna... turn. Uh, uh, it's like one, uh, three. Uh, it's the stage for the girl. Stage for the girl. And we also did all turn at different points. There's a lot of different people coming together, dancers, singers, and they're all collaborating um, on the piece. So some of the singers are also providing choreography and I'm just there to support them and be extra eyes. So it's a really collaborative production. Absolutely. It's like you all seem like a community on stage. Do you two want to come and talk? So we're being joined now by Tiara Allen. Can you introduce yourself, please? Greetings. Um, I'm Tiara, and in this production, I am a singer and a choreographer and an actor. Yes. And are there character names in this? There are character names. There's B. Yeah. There's VX. <laughs> there is the new girl and the new new girl. Okay. There's also the AA person, the 
couple. Well, yeah, for a while, my character name was just my name, Sierra. I'm part of um, an amazing couple. I'm so excited for you to meet us. She told us, we have twin souls. What? Right? right. <laughs> That's smart. I mean, we had a feeling, but this was just so beautiful to finally know for sure. Wait, like, spirit twins? Spirit twins. Hmm. Like soulmates, but exactly the same? Soul twins. Spirit twins. Ah. We might, um, but that that name might be changing. It's an it's a work in development, um, which is also really exciting. I love that this is both. Uh, it's a gift to community in many ways. It's a gift to um, be raising money for the Black Students Collective at Mills. As a Black student who went to a private liberal arts college, I want to give them all the solidarity and support, um, and to be part of developing um, something new. Like we get, we're shaping the work, and we're seeing how everybody's input is helping make it something different than it was in DC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's also the choir, and they engage a bit with the audience and the, the main characters. There's a ruby-throated hummingbird up on that tree right now. Yeah. Perched right on top of this tree. There's a hummingbird in the production, actually. Oh, yeah. nice. Wonderful. How does it Transition. show up in the production? I think that can be a surprise, <laughs> honestly. Okay. Um, but it is beautiful. Is there anything else you think the audience should know? We don't want to give any spoilers, but coming into the space. I think my favorite part about this production is some of the, the, the coping mechanisms that we use that may be harmful or maybe a little bit on the healthier side, but you get to um, witness how this particular, or how the, the lead character uses various measures to heal um, and you get to see the process of figuring out which one is going to sustain them in the long term or uh, which ones contribute to the to the depression to the restlessness to the severing of relationship there's just a, a lot of really cool elements that I think everyone will be able to relate to that makes sense and the music is so beautiful. It's and it's funny. It's beautiful and it's funny. And I think that it could help the audience connect to those different rhythms, tides of of emotion, of embodied experience that come when we're hurting and when we're healing. Look down at your phone, you know she's 
out what's your favorite part about this production. I'm not sure I've seen anything like this. And I'm a theater artist, I work in theater, but I think this is one of the first pieces that I've ever seen that is a musical and is about queer black people, especially queer black women and femmes, healing ourselves. Um, it takes a deep dive into the way that the world beats us up as children and how those wounds get exposed in moments of deep vulnerability like after a devastating breakup and mm -hmm. it's so much about how we can alchemize poison and grief and mm -hmm. racism and sexism and these other ways yes all these other ways that we are harmed by how we can alchemize that into medicine into our healing and not just for ourselves but for our collective for who we were as a child um, for the next generations after us and for our ancestors who made it possible for us to be here Ashe. The first number I guess I saw walking in was with one of the young ones on stage. What was that song called? The lyrics, there's something about a duckling and a swan. Oh, oh it's no. um, that one, it's brown she's called girl. Brown girl. Brown girl. That one, she's brown. walked in and within like three minutes I was crying because yes. there's just this little beautiful being on stage yeah. I don't know how old she is but she's a little one and you all are singing and you're harmonizing and I, yeah I've never seen anything like it I don't even know if I've heard anything quite like it in pop music or, or any any I mean mm. and, and like for folk for listeners who aren't familiar with B. Steadwell you know she's got you can find her on Spotify like she's making music so it's really exciting to see this like multi um, I don't want to, not multimedia because it's a live production but like to see the to hear the writing to see the movement and then to see all of you on stage or off stage or moving around together and using all of your creative brilliance to show up
I'm sitting with B. Steadwell, who is the writer, writer and director. director. And are you in it? Because you were on the stage just now. I am in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How long have you been working on this? The songs, um, about half of them are brand new uh, that I wrote in the past four months, and then um, the other half are maybe between one and three years old. Uh, but the script is all, I wrote all of the script this year. Was the process like it just needed to get written, like it was trying to get out of you, or was it something different? Well, I I always wanted to do a theater piece. I, I've been sort of like traveling and singing solo sets, you know, just singing my music and telling the story of each song. And I really wanted to do a piece that was uh, one story, many songs, one story. And I got a fellowship to do a theater piece in D.C., and I gave them the description for this musical, and I had to write it. <laughs> so essentially I set myself up to have a deadline, and, um, and initially I planned for it to just be sort of like abstract and you know, movement and, and video, and then it just turned into like a full cast, full band musical. And this is your first musical? Yeah, yes. What have you been learning along the way in the process? Oh, um, well, I'm learning that uh, coordinating 15 people is really hard. Um, I'm learning a lot of patience in that regard. Um, I also am learning that I, that I really love working with a lot of people, and working alone is fun in its own ways, but, um, but it's a lot more powerful when you have a whole family like sort of telling the story with you. So that's that's those are the main things. That makes lots of sense. Well, and like, it's a story that came from your real life mm-hmm. lived experience about you know you one individual, but it's also something that goes a lot wider than that. And yeah. like everyone on that stage, and I think all of us in the house this afternoon, we're like, oh yeah, I get that, I get that, I get that. Yeah, that is the idea. And I was saying too earlier, we got to talk with Bobby a little bit, mm-hmm. and. Like that, it really felt like a community on stage, mm. which is not not all theater at all yeah. whatsoever has that, and I think that has a lot to do with probably the way you've been facilitating, and also the subject matter, and also that it's like by I don't well I don't know what I was gonna say by and for like queer women of color, yeah. but no, it is yeah it is yeah, yeah. definitely yeah, and we didn't um, in terms of casting we didn't really. I mean, of course, we wanted people who are experienced actors, singers, performers, but um, a lot of the people in the piece are queer people, like part of that community. And that was important to me, too, because it's it's for us, you know, so like having us in it, you know, is 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 nice. It's, yeah. It helps. Even just the body language throughout. It's not necessarily like intense choreography or anything, but just the way people are relating, you can just see like a rawness and an openness that that in and of itself communicates a lot in addition to then the music and the lyrics. Oh my God, I don't know if the guitarist is still in there. Who's the guitarist? Chanel. Um, yeah. yeah, Chanel is, is amazing. So great. <laughs> so talented. Yes. 
Was Chanel part of the DC production? No, no. I've been playing um, solo shows with Chanel here when, I, when I've been coming here the past few years. So she was one of the first people I asked to be in this piece because I know she's, she's great. <laughs> she's really talented. So also, obviously, it's a really vulnerable piece. Yeah. Yeah. That takes a lot of courage to put that out there and then yeah. work it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard. Um, but it's it's what I've always done in my music, you know, it's like very sincere and and, um, and vulnerable and um, it's it's therapy, it's my therapy and it's kind of the only way I can write, you know. I'm not really that creative, you know, like I I'm not gonna make up a story that didn't happen to me that I don't understand really, you know. It's like, makes more sense to to really speak from the hardest moments and try to work them out, you know. Like, I, when I sat down to write this, I didn't know what the ending was gonna be. You know, I started writing when I was not like over this relationship yet, you know. And I didn't know where it was gonna go, but um, writing the piece helped me get through it and, and that's the point. It's kind of selfish in that way. It's it's me figuring out my my feelings and sort of um, exercising them with a whole bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just did a music show actually on Friday night at the radio station, and uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about the way that art and music is so healing. Um, and then what you just said about it being selfish made me think of a quote that that came up on that show, which is that really famous Audre Lorde quote Mm. from, I think it's a book of essays, A Burst of Light, which is such a good name for a book of essays. Mm. And it's like, um, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's Mm. like self-care isn't a form of indulgence. Mm. It's something, something, something. And then she says it's an act of political warfare. Mm. Mm -hmm. So there's also that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I I was thinking about, I've been reading about... um, (laughs) like codependency (laughs) and you know and just thinking about like like queer women of color and specifically queer black women like because we're fighting so much with the world and like protecting ourselves from the world I think that's what makes our relationships even more powerful and even more um dangerous because like yeah it's like when you do break up it's it's like the end of the world. You know, you finally found this safe place and this love and somebody who sees you. And then when you lose that, it's the whole world against you. So yeah, I mean like 
of course we're gonna struggle with codependency and like like making our partners everything you know that's part of why um, yeah it is important for me to share it with other people because it's like if you've been through this or you haven't don't do it or you're not alone or you know right. anything like that yeah I've been listening to I yesterday I just listened to a podcast that was about somatics healing justice but just like the way that trauma shared trauma collective trauma ancestral trauma mm. lives in our bodies mm. and and it feels like a similar theme of like, no, we, we can't just like show up on the front lines or show up in these movements or like not be, quote, like I just, I don't know about codependency, selfish, like I'm just not so sure those are helpful if we're really looking honestly at the conditions of our lives mm. or the conditions of our communities or ancestry, ancestors. Mm. Like, mm. of course we need each other. Of course yeah. it's gonna yeah. be hard. It doesn't, it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be mm -hmm. so crushing. Mm -hmm. And so, like, thank you for making this because it does expose something that needs to be exposed mm. in the right way, mm. not for everybody or mm -hmm. not, not as a, like, perform. I mean, it obviously is a performance, it's a production, but it's not performative because you said it comes from this sincere place. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. 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 Is there anything else you want to add or you want to make sure that listeners and uh, audience... Mm. folks know coming into it or you hope they get from, mm. from it. Hmm. I think that the piece does speak for itself. I always sort of leave with with sort of the question of support. Like if you do need this kind of work, if you do need these kind of pieces in your life, like figure out how to support them and mm. especially allies. Like I don't even really feel comfortable asking queer people of color for you know money and donations and stuff anymore because we are broke uh, but like you know if if you feel it and you do and you are an ally you know finding a way to support it come through connect us with people who can put it up you know in a in a, in a new space you know things like that um, because that's that's really what we need everybody who's in it is getting paid a small amount of money, a very small amount of money, and it's and it's really a labor of love, and it shouldn't be that way. Absolutely Everybody not. Everybody should be paid well. Yep. Everything else is beautiful. Like we're we're showing up. The piece is going to be beautiful. But um, yeah, in a perfect world, we would all be compensated well, and we would we would have spaces and we would have resources. So that's kind of like the main. Please, point. please give. Yeah. Please give. Yeah. Thank you so much, B, yeah. for your time and for making this. I can't wait to see the full production. Yeah, me too. When I lay my head at night, I say your name. I pray you'll find me somewhere in your colorful dream. Because I can't sleep, I won't sleep. Excited. Oh, well, do, is, does one of you, maybe Bobby, you can tell people, um, because we'll release this before it opens. So where can folks get tickets? What's, what's the, like, the sort of logistical information people need to know? Yeah, I mean, I can do my best to direct folks. Um, we have an Eventbrite page. So if you go to Eventbrite and you look up a letter to my ex, the musical, that should pop up. If you Google a letter to my ex, the musical, Oakland 
Tickets are on sale right now. It's going to be sold out soon. Wow. So get your tickets. Uh, get your tickets. Yeah. yeah. I have immense gratitude and excitement around this production, and you should catch it. It's here for just one week. You should make the time. Just a beautiful spectrum of people coming together, creating, so don't miss it. Get the feeling it'll be in Seattle next. Ooh! So get the feeling. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. Like an ancient spirit song Hold me till the stars are gone